is that I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. What's up, bitches? Tell them to bring me my money. We are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast. This is episode 52. Today is Friday, February 4th. Happy Friday, everybody. You've made it. Um, it is the weekend, so um, let's get after it. But let's start with some sports, and let's talk a little bit about sports. Um, but we got to introduce the boys first. Everybody's here besides Reese, usual crew. Um, let's talk to JP since he seems distracted. How are we, JP? I'm good to or wow, words are hard. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say two different things. I couldn't decide what I wanted to say. I'm doing well. I am just trying to figure out where this damn game is, and I cannot find the channel anywhere. So doesn't, it, doesn't it tell you on ESPN like hey, yeah, I thing. thought the same thing. It's not on there. I can't. I think they only tell up. their own network. So like if you're on the Fox Sports app, it'll tell you like what games are on Fox. If you're on the ESPN, not true. App. ESPN will tell you whatever it's on. Hmm. That's not true. You're wrong, Schaefer. Yeah, get fucked, nerd. nerd. The guy can't find the game. You can't find the game either. Not looking for the game. Doesn't matter. You can't find it if you ain't found it yet, you know? Here we go. <laughs> tough start for JP. Yeah, anyway. JP, tough start word-wise and channel-wise. Tough start for this, but a great weekend, you know? <clears throat> but great weekend. Wait, last weekend was good? I had a great Sunday. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I also did. I went undefeated. I had the biggest win of my life on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot about that. Good thing you brought that up. I wouldn't have asked about it. Let's talk to Schaefer God. before we go into that. Schaefer, are you doing well? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, my, uh, fine. What do they call it? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Like, I can't complain. The Hammer Don bet hit uh, on Sunday. What did you just say? The ham- Isn't it Hammer Don? Hammer Don. That's what they Don. Say. No, it's like down, but there's you gotta but like they say Hammer Don. That's literally what they yeah, say. Yeah, but you said it like the Hammer Don. Uh, I they spell like it you D-H-A- like you pronounced D-H-A-H-N. it like it was like D A W N like Don like Don Dish. No, I did Don. not say Don. Don Dish Dope's good stuff. Clean enough. Okay, Schaefer. I, can I can Cam? Can I go? You Am can I allowed, hammer Don. Like say it like that. Come on. <laughs> Put your Anyways, so won a decent amount there. Uh, put it parlay together with the Chiefs and the Rams money line. That was, I it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm fine with the Chiefs losing. If, if even if I'm my happy money, lost that bet too. Even if my money's lost, I don't care. It's kind of like Alabama. Like you're not gonna not bet against fucking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on in the playoffs. So yeah, I, I could live with that. And college basketball wise, uh, I've been winning. A little bit. I haven't lost anything, so I really can't complain there. I'm just kind of staying even since I got really hot. I, I've just kind of evened out. We'll see if I can win one tonight. What an explanation. I feel like that was a good I've been winning, but then I've been losing. It's like – JP, I feel I like you're a little <laughs> all over. Yeah, dude, what, what's no, uh, It's just what's funny on, how you like – like, I've been winning some, but then I've been losing a little bit, and it's like – it's like, Hey, you win some, you lose some, man. That's where they get that expression. <laughs> um, anyway, JP, let's go to the the Schaefer. Go ahead and try one more time. The what hit? All right, the hammer Don. I I see. I don't watch Pat McAfee, so I don't really even know how they say it. You're saying like you're just saying Don weird. 
Am I saying it weird? Yeah. Don? No, I'm not asking you. I know what you think. Can't I think you're saying it weird. I don't Don? know. I don't. You're like emphasizing the wrong part of it. What do you say? How do you say it? Like you go. The podcast is called Hammer Don. Like that. Like that's what I said. <laughs> no, you just the same thing, but nah. you're just rasping your voice like. Don. <laughs> yeah, I no, I didn't mean to rasp my voice. That time. <laughs> oh, how do you spell it? I don't it, know UG? what his problem is. D a h n. Yeah. Don. Yeah, Don. Dahan. Don. I don't know. He's Apparently just saying I'm it weird. It sounds different. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's through Skype, and I'm not. Or my friends have been this is 2008. How I say commercial, so I'm. Uh, yeah, that's brutal. See, it's commercial. Nobody um, in the history of Everfuck has said commercial. It's commercial. It's the commercial. 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 I mean, commercial. nobody, even people who have accents, don't say it like that. <laughs> that's how I say, motherfucker. I don't have an accent. I think. Your parents just felt bad for you because you pronounced it so far from what it's supposed to be. All right, like, sorry. Fuck. Maybe is it commercial? <laughs> is that how you say it? Because <laughs> it's spelled the commercial. Same. <laughs> commercial. Hammer commercial. Okay. Anyway, uh, JP, talk about the play you hit. $100 free bet. $100 free bet. And I did, um, I just wrote along with uh, Pat McAfee's show and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I have this $100 free bet. We'll just roll with it. Um, I did have to take different numbers than they did, but it was the same premise. It was the same four bets, but I had to take different numbers because I was using one book and they're obviously a FanDuel related um, show. And so it was Terry Keel over 65 and a half receiving yards. Uh, anytime touchdown scorer, Travis Kelsey. Anytime touchdown scorer, Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow to throw for 250. And Joe Burrow threw for... Or, 250 on the fucking dot. He needed to throw insane. for 249 and a half, and he threw for 250 I, see, on the I had last drive. I had 250 flat. And were you, did you put yours through FanDuel? Yeah. Yeah, I did not do that. Um, <clears throat> just because I didn't have the free bet through there. And so I hit a plus 475 parlay, $100 free bet. So it felt great. That was pretty electric. It was pretty terrifying too, though, because it came down to the last drive and overtime. But it couldn't Dude, be that terrifying because it's a free bet. Shout I mean, out! Drafting. It's still like nerve wracking. Like there's that much money on the line. See, and I think we've grown up a little bit because going back to when we first started sports gambling, honestly, first started this podcast because it was around that time. Like we started getting into it more than just throwing five dollars on a game here and there. We got mad at each other when we'd get those $100 free bets and we'd sign up for like a new sports book or if we'd go to the Hard Rock, which we would go to all the time um, in Iowa. We would get mad at each other for parlaying our $100 free Oh, bet. yeah. You know what's funny? is like I was just going to say that. You guys got so mad at me for doing like a two-team money line parlay. And you like, that's the dumbest no, the difference thing. Was, the difference between that and this is that that was your money you put in to get the free bet, Right. And so you would have won the hundred dollars on top of what it paid you out at. Yes. That makes sense. This I get it, but at the same time, it's like I would have only gotten the winnings on this. And so if I would have done like a guarantee, I would only would have pocketed like forty dollars. And it's also different in the fact that we're not as broke. Like we were in college, so we're not as broke. Don't get me wrong. We're still broke, but that it's a lot more valued back then to maybe even make ninety eight dollars than it is now. Um, anyway, going to myself, I went basically two and zero. it's a two way parlay 
Bengals plus seven, I took it, and Rams money line. Rams money line scared the shit out of me because I actually put a cup, like a four-unit play on the Rams just themselves outside of the parlay. Um, but the Bengals look good. What a comeback. Electrifying. Fuck the Chiefs. Great game. Joey Burrow. Unbelievable. Dude's a beast. What do you guys think about the Super Bowl? Actually, we'll, we'll save that for later. Uh, we definitely need to talk picks or initial thoughts on picks. We do have some time. Um, we will get another episode off next week, correct? Yes. Yes? I mean, that's the plan. Well. Yeah, that's the plan. <clears throat> okay. So we'll talk more Super Bowl next week, but we'll jump into a little bit tonight. Um, anyway, what was your guys' takeaway from the conference championships on each side? Um, both pretty good games. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of checked out of the NFC side. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, the last time I looked, it was like 17-7 or something like that. And then I looked up and the Rams had won. I was like, holy shit. So, um, what did you guys take away from those games? I I mean, I, I was pretty much – Did you watch? On, yeah, I did. I Let's did watch go. the Chiefs game. Um, I didn't really catch much of the Rams game. I was uh, driving back for the weekend. But I watched the Chiefs-Bengals game. I thought – I mean, I think everyone's first initial reaction was – they're going to just run the floor with them, you know, in that for in the first two quarters of that football game. And it really looked like it. Cause I didn't think the Bengals had much to show on offense. And I, I was so happy because I was, I was pretty much right. I'm going to be honest. When I said that, when we talked, I think it was the first round. I said, I just can't see the chiefs winning the, the Super Bowl. I don't know who they're going to lose to how they're going to lose, but you can't just turn it on and off whenever the fuck you want and expect you're just going to be able to turn it on when it matters the most, and you're going to win the football game. And that's just what happened. Like, I don't know how Patrick Mahomes isn't getting just scrutinized and criticized for those last two possessions of that football game. What, I mean, unbelievable, just too much extra little shit that he was trying to do, especially when they were inside the, what were they on, the four-yard line? Just, just score. Quit being cute. <laughs> And then he's running around for 30 years, not looking to throw it out of bounds, not looking – he just takes a sack. And I don't know. That was pretty awesome to see because – Hey, any, any ball he ever throws is the greatest pass in NFL history. So <laughs> don't let it be known that I literally watched Trevor Simeon make the same pass four years ago. It, like, I watched Stafford do it in the night game and it doesn't get talked about. I watched Josh Allen do it the week before and nobody's saying it. Like, it's – any pass that guy makes is like, can you believe that? Like, they've never seen somebody fucking do it. That's what I texted you guys. Quarterbacks do it every week. That's what I texted you guys in the divisional round when they're playing the Bills. Is Tyreek Hill caught that crossing route with nobody within ten yards of him yeah. and took it to the house eighty yards up the sideline, <laughs> blazing speed. And they're like, Patrick Mahomes goes through his progressions, great reads, finds Tyreek Hill. It's like, dude, literally Joe Schmo from Bumfuck O and Eight High School playing eight man could make that throw. It had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but they were freaking the fuck out. The whole design of the play was to get him the ball with space to run. And all he had you just had one read. This is where it goes. And they just show Patrick run. Mahomes running down the field. They're like, what a play from Patrick Mahomes. And they pan up to his dumbass wife. Is she the most hated woman in the world? She's up there. Oh, I don't know about the most hated woman in the world. Who's hated more than Brittany Mahomes? I'm serious. She's an absolute politician. Yeah, I was just going to say, JP, I could get political if I wanted yeah, to. that's what I'm saying, excluding political figures. <laughs> uh, no, there's got to be more. Uh, I don't know. Outside of political figures, I think she might be the most hated female in the entire universe. 
She's yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, I right think now. it's just because she's. I mean, there's some annoying celebrities like the Kardashians. Yeah, I mean the Kardashians as a pretty, whole. Yeah, just I don't know. They I earned their that. fame. She earned it. None of them earned their fame. Great comeback story, Kim Kardashian. No, none of them should be famous. They're famous for being famous. They're the biggest waste of space ever. Chris Pine <laughs> said it on that outtake. She got come on her back. She she had a great – she rose to fame. Jesus. Her and Ray J worked hard at this it. Is a, this is a family podcast. How many <laughs> no, times, it's not a family how many times do we have to say it? Schaefer, no. you told your no, best friend just, Santa wasn't parks. real. This is not a, a family-friendly podcast. Parks is the only non-family friendly thing on this podcast. That's a lie. We talked that's about not, not being real. <laughs> that's borderline. That's borderline not completely false. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Parks went mute. He didn't know he went mute. Yeah. He's going unmute. Now he's muted again. What is going on? <laughs> you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. But you're like muting and then unmuting, but you were talking and we couldn't hear you. It was weird. That was oh, weird. it again. What? It like popped up, like your mute pops up on your little screen face deal. Oh God! All right, well, let's hope the mic stays intact. Um, anyway, let's jump to uh, we'll talk about the NFL in a little bit. We'll go to the Super Bowl. Well, let's jump to college football and kind of wrap up the transfer portal. A couple of things we touched on last week finalized. Caleb Williams is going to USC, um, and he possibly has a foot fetish. See, you, I'm the host, so I get wrapped in saying these non-family friendly <laughs> things because it's the news that we bring. I mean, that was the first thing you said, though. You're like, Caleb Williams commits, and he's got a foot fetish. I mean, that's two big pieces of news. <laughs> that could matter. That could well, I just want to know why it took some, so long to, like – Yeah, that took way too long. Was he long. really looking at places, or he was, was he, like – was it all just, like – Let's make sure I get the money before I truly say I'm going there, you know? Yeah, that's exactly. true. And, and then Lincoln Riley coming out, and there was a big – there's a couple big pieces today. Lincoln Riley coming out talking about how it's a little bit messy and they got to make rules and regulations around the transfer portal because kids are bouncing around and it makes it tough. And then Jimbo Fisher just had a field day at his press conference today. I don't know if you guys had saw that. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher just kind of went off about how coaches are so hypocritical, taking these kids out of the transfer portal, um, and then saying that it's broken, things like that. And it was basically he was subtweeting in real life. Um, well, Jimbo was pissed off because he had been called out, and everybody's wondering why Texas A&M has – this class that they do that's so much better than anybody else within the year. Uh, and somebody wrote a blog or something online that's saying that there is a um, basically this pool of money that the boosters have all thrown together for NIL, NIL deals for all these recruits to have. It's like 30 million or so just so these kids would come play football there. And he's pissed off that just cause they got, they're not Alabama or LSU and having this class that everybody's attacking them. And so he got really pissed off about that, defended it. And I was like, I get that he's upset, but, like, who gives a shit? If the class is really what it is, who cares, right? And so he's just blowing up about that. And then that's when um, Lane Kiffin said, like, there ought to be, like, a luxury task on the class they just signed because, oh, my goodness, and, like, a lot of different stuff. Like, their class is ridiculous. I don't know how Lincoln Riley could say it's a broken system when he's definitely the problem. I mean, he absolutely just jerry-rigged it and stole everybody from Oklahoma to come over to play for him. So it's that I get where Jimbo's talking, where he it's very hypocritical. And 
I think, yeah, like JP said, if it was Alabama, nobody would bat an eye because Alabama is Alabama and they're supposed to get everybody. But the minute Jimbo does in Texas A&M, it's a little abnormal. It's a little I uncomfortable. I think it's just – it's the complete same thing as when Alabama's winning national titles and everybody bitches and complains about them winning national titles. But then when it comes to things like this, it's like, oh, it's somebody else. They have to be cheating because Alabama's not doing it. Like, pick a side here. Like, you're either – Alabama's good enough and you shouldn't complain about them winning titles or you get a bitch moan and complain and accept it. Like it's and people, I think that's, it comes back all circles back to that general public that watches college football, but doesn't really know how the sport works and how things can work out logistically and with business, the business side, which is more intact than ever. But like that A&M team beat Alabama last year. Like, I don't like, does anybody realize that? Like, maybe that's valued as well. If they have the money on the table, so be it. If Alabama, if you want that class or if you need that class, which they don't, then go out and make those deals happen too. You have the money. You and have people, the resources. People are doing it. It's yeah. just like, and this money isn't illegal money that they're talking about. They're just saying the NIL deal money is there in a big pot for these kids to commit to and there's and, no way other schools aren't doing it so and he like, talked about it jimbo talked about bryce young getting that eight hundred thousand dollar one million dollars before the kid could yeah. play a fucking snap so i mean it happens it's just now that it's not the team that's competing for a national title that it's news so and they've had good classes the last four years it's just like them growing to the peak and it's i don't know i don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it out to be it's just because it's someone new. Everybody's freaking out. Yeah, which will be interesting. Um, A&M is in the running for our college football trip next year. Keep your eye out on that. Expensive um, tickets already. Holy yeah. God. I mean, it's beginning of the year. I feel like maybe week one or week two might be a better spot to look for games. I don't know or, how you guys are even finding tickets right now because, like, season tickets and stuff don't go out on sale I just until look, at man. least – yeah, I know. I look at tickets all the time for. I've also seen football. tickets, season tickets start to go on sale for a lot of programs. Well, people that re up their season tickets, like they just they get them initially, and if they can't make that game or if they want to sell them and make money off of them, they'll just put them out there. So there's already tickets floating around. Um, I have a funny ticket story when we moved to college basketball. Anyway, AM's in the running. College football transfers are still happening. Signing day just happened. Classes are pretty much set when it comes to high school kids. There's a lot of teams out there that had really, 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 really good recruiting classes. Um, a lot of surprises. Did you guys see the kid today that recruited, uh, committed to AM, one of the AM kids that picked up the Miami hat? And the mm-hmm. entire crowd went nuts because he's from Miami and he was in Miami. And then he chuck bombed oh, it and put the AM. Yeah, tough. Tough. That is tough. You Never been a big quiet. fan of the throw in the hat thing. Yeah, I, like I think it. it's kind of funny to pick up one and the, then put on the other. Everybody it's does that shit, though. So, like, anytime someone picks up a hat, you're like, oh, it's not them. It's whoever they pick up next kind of thing. <laughs> right. And that's – did you guys see a couple of years back the kid that his mom was wearing a Florida sweatshirt and his dad was wearing yeah. a Florida hat? And then he picked well, up, like – Ellis, some, you know, he was – he picked Florida and he went – his mom, they're all from Alabama. Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, mom had an Alabama sweatshirt on. It's like, well, no, he picked isn't Florida. That, isn't that the same one that the There's mom more was than one. Pi- that the mom was pissed because he chose that other school and that was like, 
I don't know. He, she thought like he'd get in trouble down there with gangs and stuff. That That's was Florida. Changed. All his buddies went to Florida, and so she wanted him to stay in L- at LSU or something like that. Yeah. She was like, "You guys like you, you seem like not as happy as like your son here." And she goes, "I just really wanted him to go to LSU. Go Tigers!" <laughs> like, <laughs> Holy, all God. these well, parents are pissed off. That might like, also play an effect of LSU is going to buy me a car or something like that <laughs> if my kid went there. But yeah. There's definitely some business side of things that are not legal going on down there still, but it is what it is. Anyway. Illegal is Brian Kelly's dance moves. Oh, shit. That's a good point. The the gritty one that he put out. Did you see the dude fucking committed to Bama the next day? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he he got sexually assaulted on his visit. That's the problem. What? Oh, he's saying. Yeah, he's did saying you Brian see how Kelly. close Brian Kelly was standing to him on that? Circuit? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I was like, they were nuts to butt on it. Just let the kid have his fucking video. <laughs> see, this is what we're talking about. When we say you're the look at the video. Don't put that on me. <laughs> Don't put that on me. Parks is rated R. He is, man. He's, no, I'm he's... not. This podcast yeah, you are. Is rated R. It's marked explicit <laughs> in Apple. And Spotify for those reasons, and what you guys just don't utilize as much as I do. I don't know if I call it utilization. It's is just not the same process of thought. <laughs> no, you guys are thinking that stuff, and in your mind just says you can't say that. My mind says let it fly. Let it fly. <laughs> I don't What's say that. Happen. I'll let it, it fly. Get the people going. Happy Friday, everybody. Sexual assault, Brian Kelly. Um, anyway, <laughs> wow. you can't. You can't. Wow. Did you see the so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, just uh, wow. It's like uh, Notre Dame. Anyway, God bless it. Oh, even worse. <laughs> anyway, let's jump to another sport. Let's go to college basketball. I'll lead off with my ticket story. I'm going to my first Nebraska basketball game ever on Saturday. Shafe, you want to go? You want to go to the vault? Who are they playing? Northwestern, bottom of the barrel. The oh, big yeah, yeah, I knew that, dude. They're so fucking – they're so bad. They're so fucking bad. I had I had Michigan the other night in an absolute just sweat of a teaser. I had uh, Michigan minus a five and a half, and Michigan was losing basically up until like a minute 30 left, and Nebraska just shit the bed. And they did that against of, Rutgers too. Yeah, a couple of free throws and Michigan somehow fucking won by six. It was it was insane. Yeah, it's, it's depressing watching that team. Nebraska's zero and eleven in conference, and I think McGowan, McGowan's is legit though. Bryce McGowan's is a he's a fucking stud. Yeah, he's probably gonna be Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Um, got Big Ten Freshman of the Week last week. Anyway, first game at the Vault. I'll give you guys a guess how much I paid for tickets. JP, I might have told the, you. Northwest. Oh, well, where are you sitting, first of all? Second tier, like second row where the suites are. Row one, seat five and six. Row one. $10. I would guess lower? Yeah. Did you pay five bucks? Six. I paid $6 a pop. On what? Uh, StubHub. Holy shit. What made you want to go to Nebraska versus North You couldn't West? pay me six dollars. <laughs> yeah, game. no shit. I mean, something get something to do on Saturday. I mean, there's nothing else to fucking do. Um, so I might as well go to the vault. I've never been there too, so I actually do want to see a game. There. It'd be more fun if they were playing somebody legit. Like they do a decent job of like making it somewhat competitive at home court. So they might win. They might actually get a win, but Fred, Fred's like Saw a stat where he's like five and forty-eight in his big in Big Ten play since he's became the coach of Nebraska. Just un- unbelievable how 
a decade has changed. Yeah, Fred, I mean, Nebraska's always been bad at basketball since I can remember. So um, it's kind of, I'm just kind of used to it. And the state really doesn't give a fuck. They're all Creighton fans. Yeah, that's what I said. All the Creighton, they, they changed their shirts from red to blue after football season. Mm-hmm. And they all go sit in the beer garden and cheer for the pink outs. Um, Good point. That's exactly what they do. That's, when me and Schaefer went to the game, Iowa State Creighton, that's what I told, I said that a hundred times. All these motherfuckers wear red on Saturday. And then they put on their blue to go sit in the beer garden. Um, anyway, college basketball, let's go into the games, kind of what you guys have been seeing. Um, there's been some great games since we last talked. Purdue buzzer beats Ohio State again, second time this year. Great shot, great basketball game. I actually watched it. Auburn is rolling. They're fucking really good, dude. Um, but what are you guys saying? Well, I, I'm glad you said that because I actually have two future bets in since the last time we discussed. I don't really need to rehash it because I kind of told you guys what I was going to do. Um, but I did place uh, same unit on Auburn and Gonzaga, both to win the national title. So taking my money with those two right now. Might do a third team. Okay, fair. Um, is Auburn, and this is something I haven't mentioned yet, at the end of our college basketball discussion, we are going to do a four-round draft. The drafts are back. We're going to do a four-round draft on college basketball arenas based upon whatever reason you want to give. Um, four rounds, four picks. You guys And, and if you're going to vote on this thing, do your research. Like, understand what they are. Because, like, there might be some that people are like, oh, what is that? Why did he pick that? You got to fucking understand college basketball and the <laughs> history behind it or, like, the looks of it, things like that. You can't just look at it and be like, oh, that doesn't look very good. I mean, All it basketball could be on, is pretty fucking similar. It could be on court design. It could be on atmosphere. It could be on the stadium setup, the history, something like that. Um, but Or you could listen because you have to explain it a little bit, and that would work as well. So if you're listening – Yeah, just don't vote like an asshole. Yeah, don't vote like a fox. Uh, well, I was, I was going to say with college basketball this year, I think a lot of it – in many conferences, it hasn't had a team that is running away with it. For example, Illinois, Wisconsin last night playing for the lead in the Big Ten. Illinois wins that game, ended up pulling away at the end, but they jump Wisconsin. It's like everything in every conference is kind of bundled at the top. It feels like the Mountain West is that way, um, the Big 12 is that way, the Big Ten's that way. You have the Big East, which is kind of doing the same thing. There's a lot of different conferences in which the top is crowded, which is always fun to see, in my opinion. Like if even if you don't see a team that is like um, head and shoulders above everybody else, it's so much better than the rest of the country. Those are some of the best years to watch it. And so I think if you're looking for games to watch and like be invested in, like even today, which is Friday, uh, St. Bonaventure plays Richmond. That'll be a great Atlantic 10 game. You have, um, Oh, where'd it go? Here we go. Uh, Colorado, Colorado State. State San yeah, Diego San Diego State. State. I knew that's where your head's at. <laughs> at eight. Like, there's so many good games. Seton Hall Creighton's going to be a good game as well. That's at six. Like, these are good games that you're getting all the time now. So, like, if you want to dive into this, you don't have to just watch ranked teams in college basketball. There's so many games on that are really good and will be legitimate teams that have a shot to win their conference tournament or get into the tournament or make noise in the tournament because it's that kind of year again. Yeah, Schaefer, I have a question as well after you go with what you're saying, go. No, I, I was just going to say I agree with JP. Um, as far as my bet's concerned, I think that there was a stat out there. If you're looking to bet future national champions, the la- every national champion is ranked 
top, I believe, 50 in Ken Palm in both offense and defensive efficiency. And this is something to note because Purdue right now is the fourth highest rated uh, team to win the national championship at like plus 1,100 or something. However, the big concern with Purdue right now is they rank like 86th in defensive efficiency. They can't stop anybody on defense. In that Ohio State game, while it was great, they let Ohio State right back into it when they were comfortably up. Uh, so I just don't know if that's the team where you put your value in. They have all they, of the, the they, stars. In my opinion, like I was just thinking like you were talking about stars. Jaden Ivey and the ability of their guard play is always huge for me. Like in, in the tournament, it feels like guard play takes over. And so they do have the ability to shoot from anywhere. I can't remember the kid's name. Um, he's got oh, a, Edie? No. Or, oh, Stesovich or whatever. That, yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah. about, 55. Um, kid can stroke. Jaden Ivey's a dog. Edie would be making my turkey sandwich at Subway if he wasn't <laughs> seven foot four. But, like, they have such good guard play. And so, like, it, it helps in that fashion. But, like, you have to be able to play defense. You watch it, Iowa yeah, that's, every well, that, fucking night. Well, that's the thing. Blown out of the water. They compare this team to Iowa's team last year, and Iowa is actually rated higher in defensive efficiency than the Purdue team this year. And we all saw what happened in that second round game uh, against Oregon last year for Iowa. It doesn't matter if you have Luca Garza or Jaden Ivey, and you have all of these NBA caliber guys. If you really can't come down to it and play defense, it's the it's the tournament in March. You're gonna be off one of those games if you want to make a run it's just a matter of can you play defense and get stops on the other end to try to keep yourself in the game and not get upset or lose when you shouldn't and my question say it again what is going on with my microphone that's my question oh hello can you hear me now yeah, yeah. okay um Chet Holmgren, I think I butchered his last name. From no, that's Michigan. pretty accurate. Um, is he – how can he be effective being that skinny and, like, undersized? Like, I feel like when they match up – and this is where I'd be scared for that future bet, Shape, is how can he match up against, let's say um, – I'm I call him Cockburn because that's what his actual name is. But what – how can he match up against somebody like that? Like, well, how is that going to play? And then you got Timmons. Don't get me wrong. Timmons is a bigger body. But Holmes is a guy that's in there a lot. I'd say, uh, well, that's because Chet plays like a guard. I mean, like you said, they're going to have Timmy guard Coburn if they were ever to get in a situation like that. Um, they don't really put Holmgren in any sort of post-up situation. But he's stronger than his body appears. He's long. He's athletic. He can protect He's an ugly them. mug. He can block. And he can rebound. Um, he doesn't really ever have to play – a bunch of interior defense but I think that's why him and Timmy pair so well together because Timmy can do the bulk load of that stuff uh inside while you know Holmgren's the extra hand to block shots or protect the rim and on the offensive end those two are just crazy you got Drew Timmy who's unbelievably skilled and has amazing footwork and can finish anything around the rim and you have Chet Holmgren who's seven foot tall and can play like a guard and on top of that, you got Nemhard, you got Razier Bolton, and I'm probably forgetting another dude on the top of my head. They're just loaded top to bottom, and they play defense. And we know that they can do it, and they've been there before, and they can get to the national championship. So 
Can't win it, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm usually the Gonzaga hater. It's kind of the funny thing, but I think this team kind of separates themselves from previous teams, not based on the fact of that they're so talented, but I think this is the year they could do it because I don't think there's one team besides Auburn that could really dominate college basketball. Fair points. All fair points. Um, okay. Any more, do you have any plays for tonight in college basketball? Just kidding. There's no games. Um, but will we see any plays Saturday teasers? Oh, Is anybody going to put anything out? Absolutely. I tweeted it last. I, I know tweeted you're a man of your word. I can, um, well, just games to look out for amazing weekend. We have Baylor at Kansas, unbelievable game. Duke and North Carolina, obviously North Carolina's not as good as they used to be, but uh, it's still Duke, North Carolina. It, it, it is what it is. If you're not excited about that, you don't enjoy basketball. You don't enjoy college basketball, um, I should say. Uh, Illinois at Indiana, Coburn versus Trace Jackson Davis. Fantastic game. UConn at Villanova. This is probably, I mean, it's probably the best college basketball weekend that we're going to get so far. Um, and I mean, BYU, Gonzaga. Yes. Sorry, Gonzaga at, no, Gonzaga at BYU. That's even better. Gonzaga at BYU, USC at Arizona. South Dakota at South Dakota State. Yep. The, the in-state <laughs> rivalry is renewed. Uh, and Kentucky at Alabama is a huge one to watch because Alabama is a team that has beaten top 10 teams this year. And it's also the same team that's lost to Georgia and Missouri. Drake, so, you and I. We'll see. Couple of in-state rivalries. Yeah, you could sit you could sit on your ass and watch basketball all day if you really wanted to. And it sucks that college basketball the way is the way that it is, and lines don't drop until the day before because we can't give you anything. We have no. Yeah, line I know. For those, I games. can tell you, I can tell you that I, there's going to be plenty of good games. Couldn't tell you <laughs> if I like a line. That's my, like it's all we got. Like it's just tough to do with college basketball. That's why, like the episode wise, like football is structured so much nicer, and we were able to give this stuff to you guys and go through game by game this one we can just look ahead to like this is going to be a good game we can uh we can we can put together we can all put it money in a pot and get ken palm and then just look at their projections that they got for the game it's usually relatively close to the gambling line that is fairly true um however i don't want to put money in any pots for toss-ups <laughs> i honestly we, we didn't touch on it but well, actually, we can talk about it later. It goes back to college football. Let's go. Let's stay in college basketball. Let's go to the draft. Since we can't give any picks or numbers, let's go to the draft. Um, let me randomize an order here. You I have to show to, your phone to the screen, though. No cheating. I'm going to sh- show my phone to the screen, dick. I always do. Um, randomizer. Let me go to this. Okay. Jake. Cam JP on the list. Okay, here we go. Here is going to be the order. I'm clicking again. Jake, JP, Cam. That's the order. Is this a snake draft? Yes. Jake, JP, Cam. I actually like my spot. I'm okay with my spot. That is a good spot. Okay, Jake, you got the first pick in the draft. Based upon whatever you feel like um, will help your draft chances. I believe you're searching for your first draft win, so figure it the fuck out. Well, you know, it's there's a lot of basic answers for like college basketball arenas. I feel like do you do you think? And I don't know how to word this question. 
We're not setting there, any rules. No, 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 no. It's not a rule. It's just like, don't you think there's a lot more well-known basketball arenas compared to football stadiums in college? I think a lot of the time you get – what I think basketball arenas, a lot no. of the times I think just historic places. Football-wise, I think atmosphere. Okay. I feel like there's sense. more known stadiums in college football. You think? I don't yeah. know. I don't think so. I think there's more. I think, yeah, I think of a hundred. When I think of basketball, a hundred of them come to my mind. When I think of football, I think of like the first one for some reason that comes to my mind would be like Kyle Field or the Big House, like or the Shoe, like Penn I don't State, know, Austin, like Nebraska. Yeah, like there's so many in college football that you're not thinking of because we're on college basketball as a topic, but there's just so many that are like. I guess it. I don't know. It's the Rose Bowl. So, so much nostalgia from college football that it's so hard to base it. But I think there's anyway. just more for basketball because there's so many more teams and so many more neutral site places and like that kind of thing. But then you have those gyms like that are just jokes. Absolute yeah, jokes. of course you do. Yeah, because there's smaller schools and less money in spots. Like it goes both ways, I guess. Okay, Schaefer, lead us off. You got the first pick in the draft. Base it off however you want and explain yeah. more. I mean, I hate to do it. I have to do it though. It's just too hard to pass up. I'm going to go Allen Fieldhouse, first pick. Uh, this, it's hard to explain. I have been there personally. I haven't been to a game, but I've been in the arena. And it's, when you get in there, it's much more different than you've ever expected. I mean, number one, it is on top of each other. Uh, number two, it's cool because it look. I don't think it's been touched in like renovation wise since probably it's been built. I mean, the bleachers are as, as basic and wooden as you can think of. Um, and it's not immensely huge, but it's, it's relatively small where it's just louder than hell. And it, it, they, the, you got the, what do they call it? The rock chalk that they do. Rock, um, yeah, rock. Yeah. Jayhawk, <laughs> like, you you got that and that like the rumblings shit. of it and it's so low it's so monotone so low but it's still like roaring yeah so that's the one i'm gonna go with first is alan fieldhouse love it good pick fair pick i thought you were going a different direction when you sounded like it was going to be even more basic but jp go ahead with your first well then i feel like i have to take a basic one okay do it I, I didn't really want this one i wanted the other one but like I don't even think it's that. I mean, it's cool. Like, I think it's more the idea of it and the history. What is it? it. <laughs> I'm explaining it and then I'll say it. And then I'll tell you like what I was thinking. Just with Cameron indoor, like it's cool. I don't think it's like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's like, people. Like, it's like cool. That. And it's awesome. But like, just the, you say Cameron indoor. And even if you're not a college basketball fan, you're like, you know what you're talking about. And you're like, Oh, that's so cool. But I don't know. I think I'm taking it just for the vote. Like for people to look at it and be like, wow. Yeah. That's Cameron Indoor. Like, oh, wait, seriously, I think, vote on? I think there's many other ones that are just better, but I think I can get this. I have to take this one here. This is strategic play. Okay. Well, I'm not following those. I'm going to try and go a little off base. I'm going to take Assembly Hall. I think Indiana's a great God damn, watch I knew that would fucking pick. not come back, too. That was giving me my second pick. <laughs> it's a great place to watch a basketball game. Um, on TV, it's unbelievably electric every time I see a big game there. It was electric two weeks ago. Um, when they played Purdue, and then you're looking at, like, I, I can just remember back from the nostalgia play against coming up, 
Um, Christian Wofford from the corner to beat Kentucky that night. Dick Vitale's call, unbelievable. That place went nuts. It's always crazy. Um, and that's why basketball is better when Indiana is good. So I'll take Assembly Hall. Going back to my second round, it's going to be different again. I'm going to take the Carrier Dome. I think when Syracuse plays and that place is full, it's an electric factory. Um, it's a football stadium that they play basketball in, so it's like one half of the court. Um, it's awesome. I, I love it. I just remember growing up watching Georgetown, Syracuse on a Saturday morning, just back-to-back two three zones in a 54-52 to 52 game. Fun, always fun place to watch a game. Massive, loud when they're good, um, and a lot of history there too. So Carrier Dome is my second pick. JP. Okay, well, I'm going to take the rival of Duke. I'm going to take the Dean Dome. This place uh-huh. is a palace. It is huge. Like, just watching a game on TV, it looks like TV broadcast at uh, the Dean Dome is awesome. At North Carolina, if people don't know what I'm talking about, Dean Smith Center, North Carolina. It's massive. It, the color scheme of the floor looks great. The atmosphere is always good. And it's just – I think it's very unique in that sense with how big it feels and – um, the color schemes of Carolina blue and the iconic uniforms, it all mixes into one for one good pick right there. I got, I got rivals on the same side, but I'm not a fan of either. So I can do that. That is, that is true. Although you do own a lot of North Carolina stuff. I own a shirt. Actually, I don't wear the shirts too small. I own a pair of shorts and a sweatshirt, I think. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. JP, good pick. Let's go to Schaefer. Um, last pick in round two. I'm going to go Memorial Gymnasium. Uh, for you guys who don't know, this is Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah. They, they uh, have the base – or the – sorry, the bench is on the baselines. I think that's just a really cool feature. Um, if you just take a look at the picture, like, I don't, I don't know fucking architecture by any means, but the, this, the, the roof and the way it's built and the way the uh, behind-the-basket stands – go straight up and down instead of kind of like circling around. It's just a really cool feature. I don't, I mean, obviously it's a, I think they've hosted some NCAA tournaments there. I don't think as far as Vanderbilt goes, it's not much of a good home court anymore. I think it used to be with, they were uh, good. yeah, when they were good, God, I can't remember his name in like early or like 2010s, early 2010s. It used to be a pretty pl- hard place to play, but I'm picking it more on the aspect of, uh, uniqueness i guess okay you love yeah, another I like one. That. okay Schaefer, you got another one round three uh first pick all right since i don't have a fourth in mind and i was gonna pick this one fourth uh i'll just pick a third right away i'm gonna go gallagher iowa arena i think that this you one gotta explain yourself to the people here yeah for people to be like well first of all first of a- all tell them the team okay sorry it is the Oklahoma <laughs> state cowboys arena I think it's a fantastic arena for wrestling. I think it's a definitely a huge, huge place to play. A uh, tough place to – God, I mean, how do you even say Toughest that? place to play. Tough, it's, a, it's a tough place toughest to place wrestle. Toughest place to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Toughest place to wrestle. That was hard. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, when they were really good as like Markel Brown and, and those guys back in the early 2010s, this used to be a really tough place to play. It's a cool venue. It actually – the first row um, – I've YouTube this once the first row of this, uh, the arena actually was a part of the original arena. And then they tore off the roof and that's where you see like that second deck. Now they added on top of it and then included the football attaching it to the football stadium and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's super straight up and down. So 
what if they actually do pack it, it's a pretty sweet place to play. Um, but I think it's just another cool. I picked my loud, unique place. I've picked my two kind of unique places. I need to get a, I need to get a better home court one to finish it out. Okay, fair. JP, third round pick. Okay, I'm going historical here. Uh, I'm going to take Hinkle Fieldhouse, the Butler Bulldogs. This place is straight out of the movie Hoosiers. This is an iconic place. It's really cool to watch games at the way the sun comes in off um, one of the sides and the baskets are actually bolted into the ground. They don't roll around. It's just a really unique and historical place. And I think put it in a movie and people are like, oh, that's from the movie Hoosiers or that, you know, blah, blah, blah. See the rims 10 feet, things like that. So I think you have to, when you look up historical places in college basketball, Hinkle Fieldhouse is on there and it looks great on TV. Never been there, but I really want to go there. Fair. Good. Good pick so far. No crazy ones. I think probably the craziest so far goes to, I don't know, I guess JP's last one was a little bit crazier than um, Oklahoma State. Butler's a good one. That's a good one. Hinkle good place to watch the game. Um, okay, I'm going to take a pretty basic one. I didn't think it would make it to the third round, but I'll take the Rupp Arena. Um, pretty fun to watch an SEC game on a Saturday morning at the Rupp Arena. It's crazy when Kentucky's good, and they're usually pretty good. Um, but thinking back, again, nostalgia factor for me, thinking back to when they were like the most dominant team ever with that Anthony Davis year, um, that place was an absolute fucking nuthouse every, every game. So um, I like the Rupp Arena. I'm a big fan of the checkered. Underneath the basketball hoops. I know people don't care about that stuff, but big fan of I don't, I don't know what it is about Rupp Arena, but I've never had a really a fondness for it. I always just thought it was just, yeah. Meh. People say it's cool. I was just like, meh, at all yeah, times. So loud in that place. And that's what I'm basing my last pick off of. Start around four here. Um, just the loudest place I've ever heard on TV. And I think it may have been the broadcast, but um, not from what I've read about it. Wichita State the um, i forget what the name of it charles koch charles koch arena is what i have um it's a circle like there's seating from the top down but it's all filled from the bottom up like there's no tunnels anything it's crazy it's super loud they said it like surrounds everywhere and there's like no place to go on the bench um there's just one exit that they have to go through an immediate door but it's a circle and they're all on top. So it's kind of like the way Kinnick is set up on the sidelines where they're literally on the field. Like you grab somebody's helmet and shit, but it's a basketball game and it's indoors and it's loud and it's only at 10,000 people. Um, so when 10,000 people are screaming down on you, it gets fucking loud in there. So Wichita State, my final pick of the draft. JP. I'm going history again. All right. And this is not going to be a very popular pick, I don't think. And I don't care if I win this draft or not because I think I got some pretty cool plot spots here. The Palestra where Penn plays is a historical basketball arena that's been around He's like 7,000. Sweet. Um, and it looks old. Like, if you just look – you look up the palestra and what it looks like, it is – I mean, stereotypical old arena they continue to play basketball in. Uh, Iowa actually got a chance to play Penn State there a couple years ago. And just how it's set up, like, it looks like an airplane hangar. Like, if you picture, like, an airplane hangar with, like, the curved um, – beams going across the top and all that stuff like that's what it looks like there's banners hanging out it is just i don't i think it's really cool i think the way it's just set up how it looks um and his history behind it i'll just take those two factors into why i picked it because i would love to play a basketball game there doesn't that isn't that like it's hosted the most sporting events in college sport in college athletics ever 
it's it's probably got a ton of facts on it i just i really like the way it looks on tv and and haven't been there in person but just pictures of it and all that stuff i don't know it's there's so many different facts about that place it's impossible to find one that's you know not interesting i just thought of something i the only place i've ever been to to watch a college basketball game is, is the centrelink center or the chi health center sorry decent decent place to play uh when they were really good but it's all right not a horrible place what chi yeah that's it's fucking health. loud when they're good dude it's fucking loud even when they played Iowa State and they're not like a ranked team or anything like that, it's loud in there. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. It was. Okay, Schaefer, last pick of the draft, round four. Um, Hilton Coliseum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say it. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think JP would ever have the fucking balls to do it. It was going to be you, if anything. You know, I'm not going to pick my own team. It's cool when they're good, when they're not, it's man. <laughs> yeah, I could kind of agree with that uh, i'm gonna go with the Mackey arena i think that this is a tough place to play it and i think purdue is a team that is just historically good every year like even on their bad years they're still you know a nine to ten seed in the tournament and the fans really really care and it's, it's indiana kinda, basketball man yeah exactly and and it's still like it's still got the old effect to it it doesn't look like they've made any adjustments uh or construction to the arena um, when they played in March Madness last year, it was empty, but it kind of gave me a feel of what it really looked like as far as the structure goes. And it's not exactly a full like oval or a circle. It's kind of got some weird aspects to it and some weird angles on the walls and stuff like that. So I think on top of it being a tough place to play, it's got, it's got a cool structure. So I think that's going to be my last pick. I was struggling forever. I felt, felt like I had to pick a Big Ten team, but I couldn't think of one on the top of my head besides assembly hall and honestly like i don't know i just think all the other big 10 gyms are kind of overrated i like the barn the barn's not bad for minnesota but i don't know yeah the barn's interesting it looks like an old high school gymnasium in some ways it's just how old it looks with the beams and shit like that yeah i love i love that shit though that's so sweet i think one of my favorite parts about a, a arena in college basketball is duke i like how they have I don't know. I guess it's just different than most. The hanging rims that they lower down, so there's no like actual base <laughs> yeah. of the loop that they can run into. I think that's sweet. So weird stuff. Anyway, that wraps up the draft. You'll have a chance to vote on it. Poll will be open for five days as usual. Go ahead and vote. Cast your vote based upon these reasons, or if you're just scrolling by, you might as well vote anyway. Um, college basketball is fun. It's there's great atmospheres. I think me and Schaefer talked about it last week or the week before. Home court advantage is one of the most important things in college basketball. It's becoming more and more apparent every year. Um, So we love college basketball arenas. Pick on this draft. Anyway, let's go to the NHL. JP, you said you don't have much to touch on tonight. We are at the all-star break. Um, I'll kind of run down through the teams that are leading each division in hockey. Um, They're usually a good tail sign unless they're the Toronto Maple Leafs of who's going to make a run for it at the end of the year. Um, hockey is one of those weird sports. And I think JP, you can agree with me on this where mm-hmm. all you need is a chance. You just got to make the playoffs. That's the most important thing. Um, it's cause teams get real, real hot and teams fall off the face of the earth, <clears throat> Toronto. Um, so we'll see where things happen, but what's your take going up to the all-star break on hockey? What have you been noticing lately? If anything, I, I think it's, you look at the Oilers and how they were skidding so hard and now they're riding a little bit of a hot streak They bring in a Vander Kane after all that stuff that's going on with him. Like, 
they're making moves like they're dead serious. We're not playing this, you know, miss the playoffs out the first round bullshit anymore. Like we're trying to win. We got to be able to help dry You know, we brought in Duncan Keith. We got to help McDavid and just making moves all over the place. And so I do think they're an interesting piece to look at Carolina just at all times. is just fine under the radar leading the central right now. So fast. They're so yeah. fast. They're but like nobody, nobody talks the metro, the metro, everybody the talks about Florida. Everybody talks about, you know, Washington, or they talk about Colorado and Vegas, but like nobody wants to talk about Carolina and them. In the Eastern conference here, are the leaders in the Atlantic division, Florida sits at 32 and 10 Tampa Bay back-to-back Stanley cup champs sit at 30 and 10. And then the Maple Leafs at 29 and 10. The Maple Leafs are good again. It'll be interesting to see how those turn out. Don't sleep on Boston in the fourth spot in that division. They're very good. Metro, Carolina at the top, 31 and 9. Haven't even lost 10 hockey games yet, and we're at the midway point. They're very good. Very, very fast on the edge. A lot of weapons Sebastian Ajo's having a year. Um, so watch out for Carolina late in the year. The Rangers, the Rangers are back. Um, they have the NHL's goal, leading goal scorer. And Carrier, he's a beast. He's having a good start to the year. Um, followed by Pittsburgh and Washington, a couple of familiar faces. Then the Central Division, best division in hockey. Quote me on it. I don't care. Quote me on it. Um, Colorado, Nashville, Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas, all in the hunt. Dallas has a wild card spot just above Calgary. Um, that might have flip-flopped after last night. So there's the Central Division and then Pacific, Vegas, L.A., Anaheim, which I think this is the biggest shock in hockey this year. Calgary was hot. They kind of fell off. They're in the wild card spot right now. L.A. and Anaheim are two teams that absolutely sucked, and now they're second and third in that division. So it's interesting to see how things will turn out. The NHL All-Star game is being whacked by COVID. Ovechkin's out. He's on COVID protocol. Um, but it will be a fun All-Star weekend to watch so those guys compete. There's in a couple Vegas. new games. Yeah, there's going to be like, a lot of you know Vegas flu going around there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, there's going to be a hell of a lot of Vegas flu because nobody really gives a shit about the NHL All-Star game. It's kind of familiar to – How does a hockey All-Star game work? They have – each division has a team, and they switch off in shifts. So they'll play <laughs> – like Metropolitan will have their, all, their All-Stars, and the Central Division will have their All-Stars, and they just kind of flip-flop game to game. Like periods? Like they switch off periods? much, yeah. <laughs> what the – it's electric. You got to watch. It's fun. They don't really play defense or guard, and they just kind of let them do breakaways and things the like skills that. Skills competition's fun. Oh, it's electric. The, the one of the most fun things to watch, Shafe, if you're going to tune into anything or even YouTube it afterward, is the fastest skater competition. They got to go around the ice, around the cones. Twice. Oh my god! Connor McDavid goes around each cone against the boards twice in eight seconds. Dude, fucking flies! Yeah. Flies! It's amazing. Um. Anybody got a got a Pro Bowl bet? <laughs> Anybody gonna bet the Pro Bowl? Tyron Matthew. Pro Bowl's a joke. Yeah, Tyron Matthew to get a personal foul. Uh, That's almost a game. Is he even in a Pro Bowl? I don't even know. Yeah, he tweeted it. He said, "Kansas City, I will be representing you in the Pro Bowl." Sweet. Yeah, it's isn't that like not in Hawaii for the first time ever? Uh, no, they've done it before, not in Hawaii, but yeah, it's in Vegas, I think too. So you got Vegas, dude. Vegas is gonna be Vegas is the place to be this weekend. When is it not? I <laughs> good point. Yeah, it. We need to go there. It's actually not that expensive to go there, unless you. That's lose. what I've heard. I've heard it's not very expensive. Well, it depends upon where you stay. Um, the Luxor, which is like a pyramid-looking building, it's like forty-five bucks a night for the hotel. But really, you got to pay as cheap as possible because you're never going to be in the hotel. So, yeah, that makes sense. 
but it's awesome in the fact that you can go anywhere down there and like bring your drink like in taxis you can walk anywhere like from one building to the next from awesome. by the, oh it's crazy unlv versus wyoming I said that. I put one of those in the chat. I said something. We should go to UNLV. Fuck no, I'm not going to a UNLV. UNLV game. is on. They play if the they played, If they played at their old stadium, I would. Yeah, they played the Raiders stadium, and it's they don't fucking. Allegiance right on the strip, dude. We uh, we we had so many fake fans hover over there during <laughs> the fall. It was it was disgusting. They're like God, I love this team. Oh, you I mean love when this Brees team. Hall got stuffed at the one yard line. The, the yeah. twice love two, it four losses and two months later everybody, everybody was pretty pretty quiet yeah <laughs> it's kind of amazing how that happens anyway what were we talking I don't about care that much Schaefer. pro bowl no should you guys want to hear like i had a i had a come to jesus meeting about my fake fanionism uh saturday night meeting would you, you meet uh, somebody that's meeting? a big fan um no my friends just like sat me down it was, i shouldn't have said it would come to jesus meeting it was more of an intervention they're like you need to sit out you need to calm down with the fake fan calling out <laughs> i was like i would have been like fucking shove it are you a fake <laughs> fan? Are you kidding they're, me they're like you you really need to calm down with that like people would you say just, fake fan <laughs> yeah, that's, what, like, that's what i would have like, said people can casually uh be fans of teams i'm like yeah, See, they can. Don't fucking tweet and act like you know you're who says been around that? forever, though. You know who says that? Fake fans. That's, that's, what, what, I, that's what I said. <laughs> Jake, you need help. <laughs> I'll show you fucking help. Um, okay, that wraps up pretty much everything, except what Jake, do you, you just need to be like Iowa, like win you know, eight, nine games a year. <laughs> I, and, I know, I know, I did work, but it just, came, it just came to you. You just got to be like Iowa in eight, nine games a year, and then like you either care or you don't. Like, there's no in between for those guys because, yeah. you know, we're always in the same spot. That's true. Okay, let's go to the last part of the episode. We'll make this quick because it's going to change. Uh, Rams minus four and a half in the Super Bowl against the Bengals. This game is in L.A. Rams will be in a way, white and blue. Figure that one. It's not um, white. It's uh, actually like ivory, like a ram horn. Yeah, lick my ass, JP. Those uh, fucking uniforms <laughs> suck. I hate their logos. Hate them. I just don't like the glossy numbers on the jerseys. I, I like the like, white ones are awful. I don't think their logos are any good. I think they had it perfect when they just went back to the old colors. You didn't have to change a thing. Yeah, that you're right. It isn't a white jersey. It's so fun. Oh. Okay, over under 48 and a half. Bengals are plus 165 in the money line. Um, I think I'm going to go that. You know, obviously, I'll talk about it and have more in-depth, like, prop stuff for next week. But first, read. I just don't like the idea of or Cincinnati having to block Aaron Donald, block Von Miller, block that front from the Rams. Um, and the Bengals' offensive line is not very good. It, it feels like Team Modesti versus Team Modesti right now. Like, Cincinnati's done all this stuff to get there. Um, L.A. has paid all this money to have this happen. They've got all these stars in there. It's just going to be tough. It's going to be a tall, the tallest task yet. I think it'll be tougher than beating the Chiefs for sure. One, it's the Super Bowl. B, there's just so much star power, offense and defense for this Rams team. Whereas you mostly had to just worry about, you know, Kansas City's offense. So it's a tall task. The number is going to stay there. It ain't going to move just because it's a Vegas number. True. Okay, let's go um, props. Have you guys looked at any? I The only thing I saw that kind of shocked me, Cooper Cup's over-under – 
receiving yards, 104 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably look into props more next week. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll rock the coin toss. Yeah, well, I'm taking tails. You, you, you can look at it now. They're both going to be 110. I'm taking tails unless somebody runs a promo that puts it plus 500 again. I don't give a shit enough about the NFL to like just take like a straight up bet. Like I'm going to put some ridiculous parlay together and that's just going to be my play and see if we can ride it out. Joe Burrow over and a half, over one and a half touchdown passes is the line. I think uh, it would have to be if it's going to be a game, like he has to have at least two. That's what I was thinking too. And if I'm going to take it, Grant- It's just crazy. Like I don't think like we realize how crazy it is that a second year quarterback off a two and 14 team is playing in the Super Bowl. Like I don't, with the and like, it's not like they went during the off season and recruited and got all these guys. Or sorry, not recruited, but like picked up a bunch of free agents. Like they're still playing with the shitty offensive line that they got last year. Like awful. It's and they're still making it work. It's just it's it's really freaking crazy. It is okay. Let's uh, wrap this thing up. This has been episode fifty-two. We appreciate you joining us, um, JP. I believe it's your turn. Oh yeah. That's so. Go uh, ahead. Oh, I said old thing back last week. We didn't play that no. though. We you we did old thing back like two weeks ago. No, we didn't. Oh wait, you requested it. That's what I was supposed to play. And couldn't and find you it. played your own. No, I couldn't find no. it. No, we get the gat because because the Bengals won. Get yeah, we gat. played get the gat. That's true. No, and I, I actually lined again. it perfectly when I edited. Did you notice that, Schaefer? You like went with it saying get the gat. Yeah, that was sick. I don't know if you noticed that. Go back and listen. You have to pick something else. Old Thing Back is not available. No, because you told me no both times. We never even had a chance to try Old it. Thing Come Back on, is not available. I promise you I looked. It's a better song than anything. In the- I'm not saying it's a else. bad song. I can't get it the way I need to be <laughs> to get it on the podcast without being copyrighted. I do not have another one. You have nothing. If you Arkansas State this scores this, play the fight song. Fuck! Fuck! Sorry. Live reaction. Family friendly podcast, Schaefer. I don't have I don't have another one. Fuck. Play the spins. All right, there you go. Love it. Okay, there it is. Sorry playing. We appreciate you joining us. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Follow your dreams. Yeah. Wanna get a mansion, a jacuzzi, a theater to watch my movies, couple whips and lots of fancy things, the kids they call the goonies, I see the future, crystal ball, mirror, mirror hanging on the wall, who the flash white boy, you the mall, got your girlfriend screening all the calls, she bubbling, we fucking and you cuddling, like baby, where the fuck you been, I wanna tell you she in love with him, so, so, we ain't saying nothing, you could probably tell she bluffing, cause she kissed you with the And go to bed You interrogate that bitch like you the fed So she says she in love with a rock star Rock star Wanna smoke my weed So she asked me where the tops are Tops are oh, Top
inside ya I can take you higher if you hit this vaporizer 